The following audio is from Park Church in Denver, Colorado. More information about Park Church is available online at parkchurchdenver.org. Let me pray real fast and we'll get rolling. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you, Father God. We thank you for your goodness and your grace. I pray that tonight the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts will be glorifying to you. Thank you that you're a good God. Thank you that you're a gracious and generous God, Lord. Teach us and show us what it means um, to be your image bearers uh, and be gracious and generous with, with what you've given us. It's in your name we pray these things. Amen. Um, my name is Marco Vukovic. Uh, I'm a lay elder here at Park. This is really fun because there's a handful of um, very familiar faces, but most of you seem new to me, which is, which is great. It's great to be here. Um, I'm thankful for the opportunity. Um, like I said, my name is Marco. My wife is Jessica. Um, we've been going to park for about seven years. Um, I'm from Denver. We live in the Wash Park area. We have three little um, Serbian boys that are crazy, crazy. Um, but yeah, um, I love this seminar. I've been um, lucky enough to be a part of this, a seminar like this that we've done a few, a few times in years past and, and, and even just attending various ones. Um, and, and the baseline idea is that money is important. Money's important. Um, and, and it's great to get time like this to talk, to pray, to dialogue, to dive into the Word uh, and see more and more what that looks like. We all come from different backgrounds. Um, uh, Taylor touched on that. We all come from different backgrounds. Some of us come from wealthier families and not so wealthy families. Some of us come from families um, that were financially very good stewards, um, uh, maybe grew up in the church, had a healthy understanding of finances. Some of us didn't. Um, uh, but we all have different perspectives. We come from different backgrounds, some good, some bad. Um, but money is not a necessary evil. Um, money is not a topic to be ignored or treat in a taboo way, as Taylor talked about. Um, and much of what we know or believe about money almost needs to be unlearned to a degree. Uh, we all come, again, from different backgrounds, different perspectives, different habits, uh, and our culture feeds us a slew of lies. Um, and much of what we're doing, especially uh, as believers in general, but when we dive into the Word and when we gather together, we're unlearning unhealthy things, unhealthy truths, um, and we're trying to uh, straighten our course, if you will, um, with how we view and understand um, money. At the end of the day, um, our goal is that we'd have a healthy, godly, and biblical view of money. Uh, and that our actions and our behaviors and our habits and the rhythms of our lives um, would live in light of those theological understandings. Uh, we talk about this in gospel-centered life. Our prayer, our hope, the message of the gospel is that we would see, know, love, embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, and that the work of our hands and, and what we do with our lives and what we do with our time would be an outpouring of that understanding. That we would see truth, beauty, and goodness um, for what they really are, for how the Bible defines them. Um, What's fun about this, I love, I, I, I came into this kind of late, um, and it made me just love Park, because I think it would have been a pretty um, inaccurate um, representation if we just talked about giving. Like, I love, when, when my wife and I talk about fin- being financially healthy, uh, it's not just about giving, though that's what I get to talk about here tonight. Um, our, all of our money goes into one of four places. We spend it, we save it, we invest it, we give it. Um, and I think sometimes we think fi- being financially healthy is just giving, um, or maybe in our culture, in the U.S., thankfully, some of us are starting to get this, we're like debt addicted, right? 
So we want all this stuff, we can't afford this stuff, we leverage ourselves, we borrow money, we rack up credit card bills. So, so now maybe a healthy perspective of money is we give and we don't have too much debt. But it's just a much, much, much bigger, bigger issue, bigger picture, more pieces to the puzzle. And so I love that we're talking about budgeting and Gary's talking about good beer and good food and, and enjoying the gifts God has given us. And I get a touch for a second on giving. Um, so we're already running out of time. I'm going to talk on just touch on three things. One, it's all his. When we talk about money, when we talk about things that are ours, there's really no such thing as things that are ours. It's all God's. Um, if we don't start there and we don't get that idea, we can't really move on to the next. Um, secondly, just the idea that we serve a generous God. We serve a generous, gracious God from whom all blessings flow. Um, and we talk often here at Park, um, not because we're special, because this is what the Bible teaches, that we are called to be image bearers of God in all arenas of life with our spouse and our families, to our kids, to our friends, to our communities, to our neighbors, to our coworkers, we are called to bear the image of God for his glory. And then lastly, um, as I was crunching and trying to think on how on earth do I talk about giving in 15 minutes, I just have a slew of practical takeaways and kind of nuggets that I've um, gathered over the years and chew on, and, and um, I'm just going to tear through those. So first of all, it's all his. Psalm 24.1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world, and those who dwell therein. That's pretty straightforward. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, and those who dwell therein. It's all God's. We see this from Genesis to Revelation. God is the author of all things. He's the creator of all things. Um, He's the owner of all things. Even Adam and Eve were not given the garden. They weren't signed over the title. God didn't create it. Here you go. It's yours. It's in your name. No mortgage. No, no, no. They were called to work it. They were called to keep it. They were called to enjoy it. Again, um, Gary's whole talk from the beginning. Um, enjoying God's grace and God's blessing and God's fruit. But it's not theirs. It's never been theirs. Even their bodies are not theirs. Uh, it's a gift. It's God's. God, God is the owner, the creator, and the author of all things. And this goes against our natural entitlement and culture bias, which, by definition, we see this throughout the Bible as a whole. I mean, uh, the, the beauty of the gospel and the beauty of the word of God is that it's pretty much contrary to everything we see in the natural world. Um, but but, but this, this whole idea that it's all God's goes, frankly, it, it hits me. It strikes me. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a small business owner. I run a few small businesses, most of which lose money. One, two, make money. Um, but, man, as a small business owner, I do everything. I'm the president and the janitor and the accountant and the receptionist and the everything in between. Um, so it's really easy for me to get very entitled and very ownership-oriented of, of the fruits that, that God blesses me with through, through my company. Um, so this, goes, this strikes against the grain of, of a sinful nature, a sinful nature of entitlement, and the culture we live in, especially in the United States, um, which I'm a, I'm a nerdy, patriotic guy. I mean, I'm a first-generation American. Um, I love this country. Uh, I get real nerdy about it. But, but in this country, we're kind of a pull yourself up by your bootstraps, go make your own way, earn your own way. And with that can really grow a sense of entitlement. Um, it's all God's. We will never be financially healthy or even begin to understand the gospel 
if we do not understand this point, that it's all God's. If it's all his, then everything we have is a gift. I almost threw something at Gary when he started to quote James 1. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Um, Every good and perfect gift comes from above. It's not created by our own hands. It is a gift. Psalm 107, 9, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Matthew 6, 21, do not worry and say what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear. God provides. Luke, 20, Luke 12, 24, look at the birds. They do not plant or harvest. They do, not, they do not have storerooms or barns, but God feeds them. How much more will God provide for his people? Now, if everything's God's and everything we have is a gift, then we're merely trustees to what is rightfully God's. I mean, we, we cannot even begin to argue the point that it's all his, right? So if it's all his and everything we have is a gift, um, then all we are is temporary trustees of those resources. And we're talking about, I'm, I'm specifically talking about money, but it affects everything. Your time, your giftings, your talents, much less your pocketbook. We are merely trustees. Um, I was... Uh, listening to Tony Julianell, another one of our lay elders here at Park, his sermon from a few years ago, um, and he talked about money managers. And I've got a, a, f- a handful of good friends who are wealth managers, money managers, to varying degrees. And um, what happens if those money managers start are taking care of what's your name? Chase. Chase, Chase is worth four point eight million dollars. Congratulations. <laughs> if Chase is paying Bill. Um, to take care of his money. And Bill starts looking at Chase's money as his own. Um, Bill goes to jail. <laughs> okay. Um, guys, we're trustees of what God has gifted us. Um, we've been gifted by God. Uh, every good and perfect gift that we have comes from him. And our perspective, our lens needs to be that which um, we are caretakers of it and we want to enjoy the good gifts that God has given us, and we want to be good stewards of the good gifts that God has given us, um, and we want to be generous with the good gifts that God has given us because they are not ours. We serve a generous God, and we're here to bear his image. Again, Genesis to Revelation, we see God's generosity everywhere, Old Testament, New Testament. Um, I think we uh, rightfully so, especially when we refer to the gospel or the gospels specifically, um, talking about Christ and, and the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate um, uh, display of generosity. But man, I even love diving through the Old Testament and just seeing um, man's stupidity and God's faithfulness time and time and time again. And God is generous not only that he gives us good things, he blesses us, he provides for us, he cares for us, but throughout the Bible we see a theme of him withholding his wrath. He's generous to us. It says in Psalms, um, he he does not treat us as uh, according to what we have done or what we deserve. Instead, he's just gracious to us. He's gracious to us. Um, the very gospel itself. I mean, John, probably the first verse many of you have ever heard or known. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave of himself. Um, and our ultimate calling is that we bear his image. If we believe the gospel, then the way we spend our time and the way we spend our money, you guys, is going to be drastically, drastically affected. The more we believe, the more we understand, the more we dive into... And the more we um, 
accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, again, we talk about this often. This is why we come back to the gospel-centered life class like annually, if not a couple times a year. Um, the outpouring of our lives and the way our lives are going to look uh, is going to be affected in every way. The gospel does not affect one little section, one little area. The way I do this, the way I think about this, I've got my life over here and I've got my money over here and I've got my work over here and I've got church over here, but instead the gospel bleeds into everything. Um, It bleeds into everything. Um, Now what we see in the gospel is not what God wants from us, but what God wants for us. Uh, You guys, I can't hammer on that enough. When we talk right now, when I talk to you guys about giving, or when we get up on a Sunday and remind our members and partners to give, um, it's just money's a sensitive topic. Um, I can talk to you. We we can talk to each other and engage with regards to sin, with regards to other spiritual disciplines, and 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 we all say yes, 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 and then we start talking about money, and it's like woo, like ah, it's just weird. It just it, it hits us in such a weird way. Why? Why, why, why? When we talk about money, and, and I'm just saying this again as a disclaimer, man. Um, can I just say this? God does, God does not need your money. God does not need your money. When we talk about money, when the gospel talks about money, when God convicts us with regards to our money and being generous uh, and gracious with our money, it's not what, we're, what God is trying to get from you, but it's what God wants for you. It's a lot like marriage. Um, we can approach our marriage from a very contractual, legalistic way, um, or we can dive in to the nitty-gritty and give and give and sacrifice and love and repent and sharpen each other and grow and dive into this pit with another person, and it's the most beautiful, fun, exciting thing in the world. Um, it's the same thing with, me, with the way we engage with the church, the way we engage with our God above. Um, money, just as a matter of fact, is an incredible metric, uh, a barometer, a compass, if you will, to our hearts, um, which is probably why the Bible touches on it, talks on it, teaches on it so much. Um, you want to know what somebody loves, look at their credit card statement. Look at their bank statement. Look at, look at how they are with their money. Uh, even even at a restaurant when you're tipping somebody, much less giving to giving to an organization, giving to a church, giving to your neighbor who needs it or a sibling. Um, Matthew six twenty one for whether your tre- for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. God does not need your money, but He wants your heart. And again, like like when we talk about anything, any spiritual discipline, any spiritual practice, legalism can creep in. And I, I want to reiterate, even though we know this. Um, Consciously, I want to reiterate, there is nothing we can do, there is nothing you can do um, that earns your favor with God. You can give every penny you make, you can volunteer every spare hour of the day when you're not sleeping, you can attend all three services on Sunday, and it means nothing. But what we do with our time and our money is an outpouring, is an expression, bears an image of something, of what we love. Running out of time. I'm going to jump to these practical takeaways. Um, one, the tithe. Uh, we could talk about this for a long, 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 long time. The tithe is, it refers to Old Testament teaching. It's a 10%. Um, but quite simply, the tithe is not a ceiling but a floor. 
Um, the tithe is a great goal. It's a great starting point. But again, if we're coming from the perspective that it is all God's, um, uh, let's not be legalistic when it comes to a tithe. Um, giving should be a sacrifice. Quite, quite frankly, it should hurt. We're, we're called to give our first fruits, give our first and best. And, and again, I think our natural tendency is to give, to donate, to be generous with what's left over uh, instead, of, um, instead of our first fruits, instead of our very best. Rule of thumb, always be giving. Always be giving, even if it's small. God does not create generosity by making us rich. Don't wait until you have enough money to start giving. When we talk about healthy financial practices, uh, whether it's budgeting, again, we save, spend, tithe, invest. We need to be doing all four of those at all times. So even if it's small, even if, man, I, I, can, I can barely give anything, give. Make it a regular practice. Um, build margin in your life that you can give and you can give up your first fruits. We're designed to be image bearers, which means we are designed to give. We, we talk often, guys, we're designed. We're, our, our, our normal practices uh, are beautiful. Uh, we're designed to rest. We're designed to play. We're designed for romance. I mean, we serve a God who invented sex. That is awesome. Okay? We're designed for adventure. We talk often at Park that we're designed for community. We're meant to live in community. And we're equally designed for generosity. When we deny our natural design, we will never, ever, ever thrive. And money is a particular place where the evil one would love to just grab hold. He, he loves to grab hold and isolate that. And you know what? I'm going to work really hard on this spiritual discipline. I'm going to try to be really faithful with this. I'm going to try to be really um, gracious with my wife in this. I'm going to try. But money is just a, oh man, he loves to, to just take hold of that and make it an idol. We were designed for generosity. So acknowledge your money is not your own. Um, uh, Taylor talked about this earlier beautifully. Um, talk and set goals. Talk and set goals. Stop making t- money taboo. Money's awesome. Money's cool. Money's a gift. Money can be sinful like anything else if, uh, if we let it. But money is, is in and of itself not evil. So um, if you're married... Especially if you're married, man, make, make consistent practice of talking to your spouse. Because otherwise, the only time you guys are going to talk about it is when you're fighting about it. Um, with, uh, and again, specifically with regards to giving. Um, talk about giving. Um, find, some, uh, find a spouse and, and close friends and maybe some other family members to have regular dialogue and conversation about this stuff with. Um, set goals, both service and giving-oriented. And guys, lastly, I'm just going to say this. This, t- this is a process. Being financially healthy, and again, specifically with regards to giving, is a process. I'm somebody who, all my life, I very much struggled with like legalism. I like to check boxes. I, I, I struggle with guilt and shame if I'm not where I need to be. Um, God wants to bless you. God wants to free you from financial unhealth. God wants to bless you uh, as you give and are generous with what he has given you. Uh, and that's a process. So this is not something that we are going to arrive and be there like quickly um, or ever. Um, know that. Let's just start with it. Let's start from that premise, right? Like uh, this is an area in which, Father, I want you to continue to reveal, grow, and stretch me um, throughout the rest of my life. Um, so 
Uh, we are seven minutes over. Um, um, we're wrapping up here. Uh, if, if anybody needs to leave, um, we really want to be sensitive to time, so please sneak out. If you do leave, probably means you know you're like not giving and you're evil. But feel free. Um, take a look at that card that's printed out on there. A uh, few questions. Um, one: How do you typically view money? Please share with each other the good and the bad. You know, like, hey, this has been a good compass for me. I struggle with this. Um, how does the character of God inform your approach to generosity? And then number three, specifically the second part, how can you move, move towards greater generosity in your life? So, like, share tips, tricks, what, the things that you guys use. So my wife and I, at the end of every year, like last two weeks in December, first two weeks in January, um, we completely reevaluate how we give. So we have things we're committed to monthly, and then we have a slew of one-time gifts, and we budget accordingly for that. Um, and it's just something that, like, it's hard to, I mean, we consistently try to have regular conversation about, about budgeting, about finances, about money, about giving. But, um, you know, that's kind of our time that we spend, take a few weeks to pray. We go on, a, we go on take a date night, and we um, decide, hey, what do we want to do for this year? Do we want to change where we're giving here, change how much we're giving here, what do we want to do about this one-off fundraiser, you know, stuff like that. So we set aside that time once a year. Talk, share, what do you guys do, what have you seen in the past, and um, am I going to close in prayer now? Yes, yes I am. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, um, we love you, Father God. You are so good and so gracious. You are the source of all good things in our life, and we praise you for that, we acknowledge that. Father, we confess our shortcoming. We confess idolatry in our lives. We confess that we treat the things you've gifted with as both an idol and things that we deserve or things that we have created on our own. Lord Jesus, um, free us. We are with you against ourselves. Um, Lord, be glorified. Uh, May we see and know and, and be ever conscious of your great generosity that we see in the gospel over and over and over again. And may that um, direct the way, the way we operate, the way we live, and the way we spend, Father. So we love you. We praise you. To you be the glory. In your name.